0: Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Hi friends and welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to welcome our incredible guest, Felicia Palenka from On Point. Felicia, it is so great to have you here. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Oh, thanks Amanda.
0: So exciting to be here with you always. Yeah, it's so, so lovely to chat to you. Now, I read out your bio at the beginning of the podcast and you have had the most incredible career in dance, so I'd love to hear about where it all started for you. Did you start dancing really, really young? Were you two? Were you three? Tell me about the start of it.
1: Actually, it's very, very interesting. Very, very young. So I was Mm -hmm. only three and a half going to your normal kinder with all your friends and actually what piqued my interest was these little girls going up and down the stairs in these cute little pink outfits with their little bag of jelly beans honestly I think it was a jelly beans before I was excited about and I was like "Hmm, mum there's these little kids going upstairs you know with the jelly beans she's like we'll we'll follow them up we'll follow them up after you know after after school so we went across and I had a look and then I I heard the music and I saw them dancing and I was like, okay, it's not just the jelly beans. So I joined in really (laughs) fast, (laughs) but it was all about the jelly beans to begin with. And then I obviously was very excited to get into a studio. I felt an extreme sort of feeling of drawn that I was meant to go inside that studio. I did not know that I was going to be a ballerina from that point, of course not. Of course,
0: not at three and a half. That is so, so cute. Yeah, super cute. So did you have, um, you know, obviously you've got on to form a uh, great career. Was it a, you know, a big, amazing studio? Was it, what was the studio like?
1: No, so it was a tiny studio, you know. It was mm. your suburban little kinder and I was so lucky because that teacher, Christine Keith is her name, still very famous, um, mm. was a principal with the Royal Ballet. So she ended up oh wow, um, you know, picking me out of the crowd but I just happened upon it just because of the kinder but, Obviously, she had an integral part of, you know, showing me the next steps, you know, that I take after that. So I just had fun Mm. and enjoyed my ballet there. But everywhere she went, she took me with her. So to the next studio. And I think she was forging the beginning of her career in Australia again um, Mm. after dancing. So she took me with her. um, And so I went to multiple dance schools before I became very, very strongly interested in being a dancer. But, um, yeah, absolutely was led by an amazing
0: teacher. How amazing to stumble across. You know, that must have been fate for you to have, you know, met her at three and a half. Such an incredibly oh strong teacher and, and obviously formal, um, former dancer
1: as well. Absolutely. And also you don't know, you know, at that age you're not thinking that. She just made the class really fun. I think that's what I say to people all the time. You know, if they're trying to find their right dance school, I'm like, you know, usually you just have to make it really fun for a long time. Because for me, I felt like this woman was like running around and dancing like a fairy and everything Mm. was really fun and nothing was strict. And then she moved me to a more strict school as I felt I needed it, you know, Mm. that path. And and she saw that I liked that. But, you know, not every child is going to like that extreme discipline. Definitely not
0: my daughter, that's for sure. (laughs) and definitely no one at three and a half right like that's never that for three and a half that's absolutely that's amazing so you dance with her until you know what how old were you when you went into full-time did you go into the australian ballet school
1: yeah so I actually went to she actually started coaching at mcdonnell college so i actually moved schools as well and i actually spent Mm. a year at skeggs and at you know a private school in sydney and it was so hard to do my dancing at the same time. You know, you yep. come out of the normal, regular school and you're going to this school that's very, very strict and academic, and I knew in like the first three months of that that I didn't like it. But I was going to mm. McDonald College just after schools. Um, but then yes. I changed completely into going to McDonald College for the two years before I auditioned to the Australian Valley School. So then I got an amazing amount of new coaches there, um, Sean Stokes. Alan Cross, Josephine Jason. So I had all of them and Christine took me across all the way from Kinder to
0: McDonald College. Oh wow. So. That's so yeah. amazing. Now, yeah. <laughs> you know, you obviously went into the Australian Ballet School, went to um you know, went into the Australian ballet after that and you've had incredible career highlights. You were the youngest principal at Australian ballet, is that correct? Yes. One of the youngest, amazing. for sure, and one definitely of the one of the first youngest, for sure, the youngest um,
1: company member, you know, at oh, 17. Amazing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, amazing, amazing. And then Munich Ballet. So what were your some of your highlights um, of your professional career? Like, uh, there've got to be so many, but run us through so a couple hard. of those highlights.
1: <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Well, Australian Ballet for me was like, obviously, the family and, you know, mm. progressing through the ranks and working with Maina Gilgut as a director, I would say that was a huge highlight. Again, she nurtured me and I, you know, I worked hard. So don- none of this is, you know, just fate, obviously I had to work really hard, but she was an Absolutely. incredible um, director for me. And, you know, she brought me all the way through the ranks. And then I had Ross Stretton and then David McAllister and then went to Munich Ballet. So I guess I'd say the highlight in Australian ballet was um, dancing Mm. in Shanghai. Um, I was about to do my favourite role in the upcoming season. So I hadn't practised the role yet, but I had been practising that Role in my lounge room for like since I was like six or seven years old. um So Lisa <laughs> came on stage, she <laughs> me, broke her ankle, not broke, but ro- rolled her ankle. um oh, yeah. And as soon as she was on stage, and I was about to do street dances and not Kitri, and Nicole mm. Rhodes was the uh, understudy, but she was too far away to start because, you know, the role gets turned off at seven and the act had already mm. started. So I had to run on stage and do the first mm. act um without a rehearsal that wow. would be sort of like a career highlight um yeah <laughs> an extreme Under one. pressure
0: that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. That's gonna have been just such an amazing moment if it was something you always dreamed of doing, to always. just be thrown always. in there under pressure, yeah. Yeah. in such a I'm sure everyone, you know, frantic backstage, all of that going oh on. Gosh, that would have been taking amazing. the dress
1: off, the dress not fitting me. Like I actually physically remember them pulling the dress on and me thinking to myself, Do I know First Act? Because first act is not like the most famous act out of all yeah. three of them. If I was gonna choose an act, I would have chose that act. And it, also it's like a preparing for a marathon so I didn't know if I was going to be fit enough in my mind mm. but obviously I was um but the most exciting thing about it was that because there was only two of us then to do the rest of the tour Nicole yes basically said to the director let Felicia do one I'll do the next and so I had a day and a half to learn the whole ballet and I got to do the entire ballet with her so her one night me the next night and I got Amazing. promoted on stage in Shanghai so that's probably my career highlight with Australian Ballet, but this, there was many.
0: That's amazing. What a what a moment to be promoted <laughs> on stage as well. Like that yeah, must have yeah. just been so beautiful. Uh, and so you spent many years with the Australian Ballet um, and then decided to go to Munich Ballet as well.
1: Yes. So I guess, you know, we always had amazing choreographers coming in um, and – coaching us and obviously we also went I went on like multiple scholarships but I'd always wanted at the end of my career or during my career to dance with like a you know a big European company and see what it was like it was pretty an yep. incredible experience and I'm glad I did it um mm. but you know nothing's the same as home but being a principal there was like a um a complete difference from where we are, like, you didn't know anyone, you know, so the last yes. part of it was much harder. But, you know, the mm-hmm. going on stage with this incredible giant orchestra, everything seemed like it was on steroids at um, Munich Ballet, you know?
0: Yeah. So I'm glad
1: I did it, absolutely, for sure. But I loved dancing with Australian Ballet the most.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And there's no place yeah. like home, right? Yeah. Especially when we're so lucky to live in such an amazing um, country and all of those things. So I've, after you retired for from professional dancing, uh, you've had some incredible businesses, been an incredible entrepreneur. Uh, you know, you've been a mom and well, still are a mom and doing all yeah. those things and Forever. juggling all the things as we do. <laughs> and so you founded uh, Flow Dancewear and now On Point. You've also been involved in Block previously as well well um, so have all of your future businesses have they all been centered around dance is you know it's just fully yeah fully in the dance world
1: and it's interesting because everyone always asks me and i'm not sure if they asked you as well you know Mm. why did why were you a teacher why didn't you teach and you know you know that straight away i thought about it so many times and you know in the ballet you get opportunities to coach um people and i loved coaching You know, if it was a role that I'd already done, but I had never been drawn to like teaching someone from scratch how to dance. I'm always so impressed by the teachers, how they can do it from the start. Like I need, I find obviously it's much easier if they're already at a level, but if I didn't have that, you know, that junior coaching that took me all the way out, that's got a different mindset to what I had. Mm. Um, mine was very focused on. I liked the construction of things, so you know, even the costume department when they were creating tutus on me, you'd yeah. find me there.
0: Like I would be there ah. watching them doing the pattern
1: making, and
0: so it's the mine, evolution of flow, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also working for Block, doing some consulting for them straight up mm. after retiring. I got an amazing sort of array of um experience with that and i loved working with the dancers again so for me to come back to australia i you know and have the children i knew that i had to do something from home um i Mm. didn't realize i was going to make it such a big business that i did but i did know (laughs) i wanted to do something with the things that i had and i really wanted to show um you know give the dance back to you know give dance what they've given me i don't know how to explain that well i don't know if you yeah record that but as him to be honest
0: it's no. like I want, to give
1: back. I want to give back what dance did for me which they gave oh, me everything absolutely
0: you know? yeah absolutely that's you know that's so amazing and i think you know so many of us uh me included, everyone listening to this podcast, you know, um, we just love the world of dance. It's, you know, it's our heart and soul and obviously we're all trying to uh, forge careers and now also have financial gain and life gain, you know, all yeah, of those we things we need. We need, we need all, absolutely. <laughs> we all We all need to work but, yeah. uh, you know, we also want to give back to that incredible community yeah. that has given us so, so much which, you know, is incredible right like you know yeah. it's uh, and that's you know it's so interesting talking about that you know you said that you were always drawn to the costume department it's so funny because as you know for me um when I was growing up dancing I never had any intention of be- being a dancer even oh. though I was still training with those people and oh, all wow. of that all I ever it's like you know right like you there's know. something in you, you that know. that's you knows know so, yeah Yeah, I only ever wanted to be a studio owner. That's all I wanted to do, even though I was going and, you know, training, uh, you know, because at the time that's all that you did was train to become a professional dancer. You know, I only ever wanted to own a studio. That's all I ever dreamed of. It's so funny that we just all must know those things somewhere.
1: Well, I don't think for sure I didn't know that I was going to do costume design. I didn't even get into the costume designing as well. So I think it's impressive Mm. that you knew. About that. I knew I wanted to be in the dance world, but the moment that I did do the transition, so I started yep. working with the um, the dance clothes and the type of dance, I realized it was like some, another creative part of my brain that I hadn't used before. Mm. For one, yes. and also I realized how not accessible it is and how expensive yep. it was. That was a major one mm. for me. Why do department stores not have clothing for dance i mean like what, what is it four out of five girls for sure will dance at some point yeah you know, in their lives how is there not a place that you can buy it why do you have to like get to you know all the way to like four or five suburbs away and there might be one or some people are catching buses in from you know the country to come to the shops. So absolutely i genuinely thought okay this is what i'd like to do i would like to make it more accessible um mm. try and make it well priced and make sure sh- get the children into something that felt good and the parents liked, um, even on their skin, you know, the fabric. So, yeah, that was kind of the beginning of flow was that, you know, and even having my child, my daughter, you know, wearing that kind of soft fabric and wanting their skin to be put, that was sort of the prompt for the beginning of flow. For sure.
0: Oh, I love that. And, you know, Flo's uh, been such an incredible brand, you know, Mm -hmm. stocked in incredible stockists, um, you know, which is so impressive. So, you know, have you always had that entrepreneurial spirit? Is that something you've had from a young age or is it something you've had to learn? I absolutely had no idea I had it. But you know what I have realised
1: now is that I think that I'm a bit of an inventor. So mum said I would always sit in front of the TV. If I ever got to sit in front of the TV, I was sewing shoes, I was drawing something, I was doing like three different things at once, always making things. Um, Mm. So that probably was the beginning of it. And then obviously exposure to like the dance shoes and how it was created and then, you know, this costume Mm. departments. I think that I'm more like that. I'm, I'm a bit of an inventor. And then I yes. love, I love a challenge. So if someone yes. says no to me, <laughs> usually that means yes to me. And so they okay. give a try. <laughs> and they get, you know, as as far as what I know, that's going to be good for the dance world or for the dancers. Um, so I for sure didn't know I was going to be an entrepreneur, but I do believe that I was always really creative, um, yes. and that I and I also ask a lot of questions. So you know, mm. I have people around me and my friends that inspire me, and I've always said, you know, if I don't know something, I'll ask, you know, someone that's at the top of their game, and, um, you know, I usually get a great, you know, an answer, and I'll try and work towards that. So I think asking questions has got me
0: to where I am that's amazing because look that's no different to being a professional dancer or a student dancer for that matter as well right yes. like it's that tenacity that yes. willing to ask for help when you need it you know do a little bit of extra training go and seek somebody out ask for that extra guidance all of those things would have made you a great dancer but now a great entrepreneur it's the same thing asking for help when you need that's it what right? I mean,
1: helping, asking for help and I think too because I was I've thought about this I'm an only child and so I probably yep. would have had to Ask a lot of questions all the time because I didn't, mm. both of my parents were working. So for sure, you know, they would take me to whenever the things they could, but otherwise I'd have to figure out how to get to these competitions and how to do these things myself. And then, you know, as being mm. a dancer, you have to do the same thing to get anywhere. You have to ask questions, you have to keep working at it. So I think there's a sort mm. of a, a line there with dancers that they have this very good working ethic, but then there's like the next level where they are also very able to learn, like, you know, continually keep learning.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, Like, I love that you're talking about this because Beck and I talk about this all the time that it's so important to keep learning and keep upskilling, no matter what age you're at, uh, no Mm -hmm. matter where you are on your business journey, and also sometimes going back to basics. Just like you know, you keep going back to basics with that plie, no matter what Mm -hmm. age you are from when you're three to when you're the principal dancer, you go back to basics and really check that plie as a business owner. Sometimes we have to go back to basics, Uh, start from the basics and then keep, you know, expanding our knowledge and learning and uh, seeking out new mentors, new people, asking questions, you know, because that's how we keep growing as humans, as business owners, as people, like all the things, right? Well, that's
1: why I like like talking to you (laughs) because (laughs) I always ask you from the side that I don't know. You know, I didn't know. I knew what it was like to be a student in a school but Mm. only since I've done – um, this amazing app, have I really spent time with the schools and the owners and seen what yeah. they have to do behind the scenes? I just walked into those classes and thought, oh, you know, this is a cool school. You know, the class is scheduled up there and it's easy. But now that I've, you know, really understood it, it's absolutely not. And it's incredible what, like, a school owner has to do. It's just the Mm. same as what it is for Flow Dancewear. So, you know, people think it's easy and it's nothing ever is easy. So absolutely not. (laughs)
0: Absolutely, absolutely absolutely not. So talking about, oh, sorry, you go i interrupted no, you day, big business, if they're all big businesses
1: you know even yeah. the smallest ones the biggest it doesn't matter how big you are because even for your is a small business compared to other businesses but you know you still have to do all the same work
0: oh that's impressive yeah. right um you know you mentioned us then on point on point is your new incredible baby it's your new business baby um, and it's an awesome app Tell me a little bit about what inspired you to do this, you know, to launch a tech company, a world that you've never been in. um, And it's so different to what you've done before. So tell me, you know, what inspired On Point? Okay. So obviously I've teamed up with a big tech company.
1: It's incredible and has built multiple, you know, active brands and, um, tech apps that match my you know vision and designers but yeah. the whole reason for it was where does my child go to dance if i was asked yeah. what was the most frequently asked question to me all the way from when i retired even before i retired and then after retirement is where should i put where should my child go to dance what is the kind of dance that my child should do you know but mm. really the number one was where and then i was like you know i can only specifically tell them that ones that I know from the areas that I was in, but how do I tell them in Brisbane? How do I tell them in Queensland? How do I tell them in Canberra? There isn't, so I guess that's the beginning of it. And that was me, mm-hmm. d- you know, discussing it, trying to figure out like how hard it is to look up a school, and it's really, really hard to find. Um, you know, it has the school's address, but it doesn't show all these incredible things that the schools can do for the student and what their ethos is. You know, until you get and into their websites. And, you know, I really felt that that was a sh- like a shame. And the drop off rate, you know, for parents not being able to find the right class, meaning that they might not get to dance because it might be easier for them to do a sport, a different sport instead. But the child's missed out on it only because it's really, really hard to find. So that's that was sort of the beginning yep. of On Point, you know, how, how do we make a dance mm. school directory that, you know, works for the school and, you know, then the booking system came after that.
0: Yeah, amazing, amazing. So, you know, I I love that, that it's just inspired by a question that you used to get asked a lot and I'm sure as um, a mum, that's something you probably were always asked at the school gates um, by so many parents, I'm sure, where people would uh, meet you and hear what you did and go, oh, I've been thinking about dance classes for my daughter, where should I dance? You know, that's got to be such a huge question.
1: Yes, and then also what kind of dance. So, like when we get into it, also what kind of dance. So, there's things that we've built mm. into the app's filter of what kind of dance, you know, that they are into. So, if, you know, if they're picking um, ballet or jazz or hip hop, or we've got every sector in there because I don't want to pigeonhole any child into the one way, you know. Um, And so on our point, you can pick a different genre of dance, every type. We've tried to include almost Mm. every type of dance there is. Um, But, yeah, because, like I said, there's not many that just want to become a ballerina or like yourself that know they want to run a studio. There's so many that don't know. And so trying to make it easier for them, you know
0: absolutely absolutely so you know that's the parents perspective tell me uh for all of our studio owners that are listening um you know why should they be uh listing on on point what does it do for them how does it help them run their business because i know that was a big thing for you to give back to the studio owners the teachers to make their life a bit easier right yeah it's perfect um actually that question was answered the
1: minute they went to talk with the dance school. So I thought the yep. directory would help them and I would support them by giving them students. But then how were they going to be supported if everyone's calling their schools and they don't have some way of capturing all of that? And then mm-hmm. being able to, you know, they don't want to be answering the phones 24 hours a day. Um, and the amount of admin that they said they had to do was so huge that I had yes. not expected. So we did start working with schools on a booking system that would integrate with the directory. And it just did not make sense for them to have two different booking systems. So that was mm. one part of it. The second component, I guess the directory part is that we'll be sending s- dancers to you every time there is like, you know, find my best dance school, find the best class by me. We, we've got such a big engine and marketing Machine on that side that when they do that it will direct them to the right school and you know that kind of marketing they don't have to do themselves of course they still can do some marketing they have a beautiful website all of the things that they've already created are on the profile so the number one thing is that we'd help them the most with marketing marketing and integrating the booking system so it's seamless for them so they can spend more time with the Amazing. students.
0: Yeah, amazing. And that's the thing, right? Like everyone becomes a studio owner because they love teaching dance, not because they know how to be a great marketer, not because they want to spend heaps of time doing admin.
1: It's never about that,
0: right? It's always about the kids and about the dancing. So anything you can do to support the studio owners with that is incredible. And then also now we've also got
1: incredible people that are on the app that have been there from the beginning and now they're obviously – Still on, and we can use their platforms as well, like Lee Swinson, who was incredible for mm. me and in my business. And then you've got Emma Watkins, and she's going out to schools and ha- helping them grow as a part of On Point. She's helping them, yes. um, you know, grow as businesses. We're doing events with us um, and them included. So trying to do things that will help grow their businesses that they wouldn't have to organize themselves, that will come through On Point with all of us yes. with the same mind all of us wanting to have um, this place for everyone to come to. And, you know, it's a development. So at the now we've done this complete evolution of putting mm. every single school in Australia on there. I did want to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, and that's exciting and it's new and that will be coming. It's like already starting now um, listed so that you can, like be mm. found, and obviously so you can claim your school and go live with us. Um, that's in the Amazing. works right now, and yeah, we're pretty excited about that. Also, we just don't want to we, we don't want to be that person having to annoy them as well, calling them and saying, you know, mm. we want them to feel like they're included in everything that we do, and um, make sure that the again the customers will be able to find them. know their beautiful studios
0: I love that and I love so much you know the talking that that what you were speaking about about the marketing as well and you know you've obviously got some incredible names on board with you those ambassadors that you spoke about Lee and Emma um, and of course yourself as well like what an incredible team to really drive Australian dance um, and inspire new a new generation of dancers like that's just absolutely incredible right you know you must you're so lucky to have those incredible people on board
1: thank you so much well it was actually not a hard thing to do because lee um has exactly the same mission as me you know that lee and mary have grown Mm. australian dance in ways that we can't even measure um with a movie with queensland ballet with their books um the way they do their talks all those sort of things so the minute that i did tell Lee about my idea he was on board straight away obviously and very very excited amazing very much part of it and you know the the tech mm. team work with us and so we've got they've got the dancers perspective and the school's perspective and they've got us wanting to make sure that we give the best assets to the schools you know how can we make that and drive their business from a marketing sense and Emma's the same she I mean her her beginnings was dance as well. She's going out to community. She's going to every single state. She's doing shows everywhere just to get little kids into dancing. And half of those little kinder girls are starting because of Emma. So we're really lucky oh, to have Emma and Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so,
0: absolutely. Yeah. That is so lovely. That's so amazing. Like, you know, um, On Point came to Dance Teacher Expo last year, they launched with a huge bang. That was your big launch and <laughs> it was incredible. It was but true. you've made a lot of developments since then as well. Um, I know you mentioned uh, your new development that's just come out that every single person automatically is listed every studio in Australia I'm sorry is listed on um, on the app already um, so what do people yes. have to do if they're listening to this podcast they own a studio they want to uh, get involved what's their first step to go and do uh, now with these new developments
1: Okay, so absolutely, they either go to www.onpoint.com mm-hmm. and the website, or they can just download OnPoint from the app store um, on Android or Apple, and it will go- take them straight to for their schools, and they can they can their school will be listed. Um, and if their school's not listed, they, there's a note for them to write in that their school is not listed and we'll put them out straight away. But we have tried our to make sure every single school's included. Um, and they literally can just mm-hmm. see their school's name and address and they can just claim their school and step by step, they mm. can just set up their profile and they'll be live and ready to book as soon as they put their timetable and you know, their payment details in there so that we can make sure they get paid for the classes that we're going to send to them. So. It's very simple. There's a how-to on the amazing. website as well for both yeah. the students and for the schools.
0: Yes. Awesome. And so it doesn't cost the studios anything, so they like it absolutely have nothing to lose to jump yes. on this. Is that right? Absolutely. And we're doing it um, like we did for the for your expo. We're doing
1: like a 3 months mm. free for anyone that joins by the February 28th so that they have time amazing. to – you know claim their school they get time to see what we do for them you know and all the marketing that Mm. comes towards them and then they can decide to go on and after that it's only five percent we'll only take five percent of whatever we bring to them so really it's like a a no-brainer for as far as marketing goes but it's completely free for the first three months and then you know opt to stay in Then they would. We'd only take five percent of what we bring to the school, and we hope we bring a lot more than five percent. You know, that's what I hope.
0: Yeah. That's amazing and, you know, uh, I know you've got an incredible team working um, with you behind the scenes and I know that's something we've spoken about before that uh, you've got an incredible marketing team um, and something that most studios don't have that you guys have really uh, gone deep into, you know, the Google search engines, the SEO, the all the things that like, you know, is above my pay grade, not things that I you know know 100% about, but you've got incredible marketing companies that are doing those things and bringing so many people that your app will be what people click on first. That's the plan, right? right. That Whenever yeah, someone Googles plan. dance classes, they'll go into On Point and that will be right. how they right. find like studios. Just like you would on,
1: on maps, you absolutely do it the same way. So basically there's a search bar, you click in your suburb, And then you can, all the class that will come in that 15 to 20 kilometer radius will be there. And you can actually move the search bar across if you want to increase the kilometers, obviously. But yeah, that's how simply you want it to be. And as far as the marketing, obviously I learned a lot with Flow. And you know, you have to have a huge engine of marketing teams. So the same team that we had for Flow part of them are on the app as well. So they've had the experience over the last Mm. 10 to 15 years of how the schools and how the marketing should be and the right search words and all that. So that is like why we've used them for the app as well, plus an extra amount of people obviously um, for such a big business. And, you know, the, the biggest one yes. is really just finding the school. Like, where do those questions, and then when they're answered, they come directly through OnPoint, and then they can find the your school straight away. So we'll not be doing cross-marketing. So I guess one of the fears from some of the schools are, you know, will they cross-market? They will never cross-market. They're marketing to the area, and it's saying mm-hmm. to OnPoint. And then if you're in a school already, you're basically just handing your students our information and saying book the class through on point and it'll go straight to their profile and you know their payment and then their schedules and the timetables, just like you would for another booking system. Um, And Mm -hmm. then if it's a new student, obviously they download it themselves and they're finding, looking for a school and obviously they're looking for a certain type. It just makes them more visible. I just know for me. I knew what my child needed if it was going to be like, you know, a very small school because she's quite quiet or she needs something that's a bit more bustly that's going to have, you know, other types of dance. So I think the child and the parent will be able to figure it out much faster because they'll have so much more choice because the schools will be visible, you know, on the app rather than trying to search through maps and try and find it and Google and, you know, not able to find it. That's my hope. Anyway, that's my, my wish for it.
0: Yeah, amazing and I just think you know uh, the big thing for me is just taking some of that marketing off the studios if you know that um, On Point is now going to be you know as people start Googling things, that's going to be the first thing that comes up. Well, then, of course, you want to be listed on it. And there's no risk for the studio owners to be listed on it. So I think that's the big thing. That's that a big one. Where there's no risk, you know, there's, it'd be silly not to jump on it, to spend the 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it takes to set up your profile and uh, claim your listing. Like that's what I, you know, you really should be doing. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And then, you
1: know, like even businesses like yours and other businesses will have on there. So we want them to be able to find things on there also. So say they've booked their class, Mm. it's a bit of a marketplace, a small marketplace at the moment with some flow dancewear, but the marketplace will be in our next um, shift. And it will have Mm -hmm. all the dance, you know, they'll dance wear as well. So then they can buy their clothes, you know. So we're going to just keep evolving the app to increase the amount of things they can find in there. The competitions should be going up there in about a week or two for every genre. So you can look up your competitions, um, which is exciting because obviously that was the thing that I look forward to all year would be like where the competitions are. And I think they'd be great for the parents too, because it's also a Mm. cost thing to go to a competition and if they don't know mm. when the dates are and when it suits with their business or their work and their life, I think it's important that the parents can find out when the competitions are as well.
0: Yes, so that, most that's definitely. Be,
1: that's part of our sort of evolution at the moment as well.
0: That's amazing. It, like, sounds like you guys have so many um, incredible things in the works for On Point with incredible people um, on board on um, once again, if you are a studio owner listening to this, make sure you go jump on, on Point. It's ENPNT.com. You know, really check it out. Make sure you claim your studio um, as a listing so that you can uh, make sure that you get the benefits of it, right? That's going to be incredible. Yeah, straight away. You know, we just want to show everyone what they can do
1: and we don't want to change the way that they do it. We actually just want to show them that how amazing you are, you know, and what mm-hmm. kind of things that you focus on and what incredible teachers you have in the background because that's the thing that you know will draw a child or a parent to a school and really want to show that across all schools in Australia so it's a pretty exciting development and it's already alive with that now so definitely Amazing. go on and do that yeah and it's free Amazing. for the first three months for sure. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Well, Felicia, it has been so lovely chatting with you. Thank you so much for joining us. We're excited to have you back at Dance Teacher Expo in April. But thanks so much for the time today. It's been a great chat. Thank you so much, Amanda. You're amazing. Thank you. Uh, Thanks again. We'll chat to you next week again on the podcast. Thanks, friends. We'll see you then.